You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's on the You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Welcome to another edition of the AME Radio Show, the show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. I'm your host, Jason Dowd. It is a Saturday afternoon, and I hope that you have had a great weekend so far. I hope that you're either out enjoying with family and friends, finding new places, doing new things, or just relaxing in the sanctuary of your home, watching TV, and just giving yourself some mental time for yourselves. You know, we have the weekend for reasons, and, you know, over the years, we've kind of gotten to the point where we we work on the weekends, and I realize that it is so important to take this time for ourselves, because whatever you do, you put your heart and soul into it, for the most most part, especially if you're an artist, because everything that you do is, is an extension of you. <clears throat> so, what we do is, by the end of the week, we're tired. And we lose those that special energy, I guess you could say. It's hard to explain, but you'll know it if you're missing it. But generally, if you're missing it, you get fatigued, you get displacent, you don't know what's what you want to do, you don't know where you want to go. Um, it just everything just you feel like in a rut, and it's hard to get out of that. And that is where these weekends can help you because you can regenerate that energy that you put into everything else that you've done and be ready for it. Now, sometimes it takes more than two days. I get that. I truly, I truly get that. But in most cases, you can regenerate yourself pretty quickly. And in doing so, depending on how much you've used, you're ready to go for the week. And that makes a huge difference in not only your work life, your, your home life, and so many other things. So it's important to take this time to deal with whatever you want to do to make yourself whole again. Okay, so we have a great show for you guys today. We have two great guests coming on. We have Susan Walters and Blake Burt. Both of them are stars of a brand new Lifetime movie that is airing tomorrow night on Lifetime. It's at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Murdered at 17. This sounds like a great film. And, you know, Lifetime just doesn't disappoint me. They have great stuff out there. And I've become addicted to them over the years only because of the fact that Everything that they put out there, it, it, it's it's drama, but it can it can happen in real life. So it's not like your slasher movies where you go out there and you, you get horrified by seeing this stuff happening to, to people, and you know it's fake. With this stuff, it could actually happen in real life, so that means it could literally happen to you. And you learn lessons along the way, and that's what I love about these, these movies. So we're going to be... I'm really excited to be talking to both Susan and Blake about their roles, the movie, Lifetime, and, of course, their careers. This is important. So I'm, uh, we're going to be talking to them in just a little bit. However, there is something I do want to talk to you guys about today, and that is uh, Michael Jackson. Now, Michael Jackson, as you know, unfortunately, is no longer with us. And with him went a, an amazing brain. You know, it's funny how tuned he was to his art. I have yet to see too many people quite like him in my lifetime. Now, yes, people say, you know, he did this and he did that. It hasn't been proven, but, you know, there's always that speculation. And unfortunately, 
a lot of that is overshadowing his genius of being an artist. His music has been world-renowned. Uh, you know, since he was a child in, in the Jackson 5 to where he became the king of pop, that man was born to entertain, period. That's the way he was born and raised. And when I saw the uh, This Is It video, it really opened my eyes to how he was. He was so meticulous in everything that he did. From a, a move on stage was a cue for this. And, you know, he could hear if somebody was just slightly off on something. He knew exactly where they were off. And when you are that tuned into your art, that is a master of what you do. And, you know, it's, it's refreshing to see people like that. And it's sad to see them go. He died June 25th of 2009. So he died just a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, it's been, I can't believe it's been almost nine years. It's been nine years since he's passed away. So what we're going to do today is we're going to um, play one of the songs that I love from him. And it's, it was a part of Center Stage, one of my favorite dance movies. And it's got such a great beat to it. And it gets you, it gets you excited and in the mood. So what we're going to be doing right now is we're going to play The Way You Make Me Feel. And we're going to come back and finish up our conversations before our break after this. So just enjoy the song. We'll be right back in a second.
All right, that's the way that you make me feel by Michael Jackson, one of my favorite songs, and I think you can see why. It's upbeat, it's passionate, and it's fun. And I have done many pieces of artwork while listening to that song, and it brings me back to a good time. All right, guys, so I guess what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have our first guest on the line, Susan Walters, and we're excited to talk to her. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to talk about the movie Murdered at 17. I'm Gladdy, the dachshund, the face of Gladdy's goodies. Aren't you worried about your pet's health? My parents were too, especially since I developed pancreatitis. They couldn't find any treats I could eat, so they made some. Our natural treats are healthy for all dogs, with and without health issues. We have lots of delicious flavors like chicken, turkey, salmon, sweet potato, beef, and more. With our homemade treats, you won't worry about the contents because they have no chemicals, fillers, or bad ingredients. Go to gladdiesgoodies.com now to get your fur friend a bag and pick them up some swag while you're there. You'll be glad you did. Remember, we have the treats and swag to make their tails wag. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Hi, this is Dina Martin, and you're listening to my new album, Swing Street. You can get it at dinamartin.com, Amazon, of course, any place where you can get a digital download. Go on to iTunes, but I know you're going to love it. And thank you for listening to me on the radio. Hi, this is Serena Palmer from Radio Rebel, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have a line with us. Our special guest, her name is Susan Walters. You've seen her in Teen Wolf, and now she is in a brand new Lifetime movie that airs tonight called Murdered at 17, and it's based on a young adult, young adult novel, and she plays Carly, and so we're going to talk to her about this movie, about a little bit about her, too, and, you know, I, I can tell you right now, there has never been a Lifetime movie that has disappointed me, so I know this one's going to be fantastic <laughs> as well. So welcome, Susan. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, you know, one of the things I like to do before we get into anything else, and, and it just because of the fact that, you know, our, our fans like to know a little bit more about you. So one of the things that I like to find out is how you got into being an actress. What made it so special for you? Mm. Um, it is definitely not something that I grew up thinking that I was going to do. Um, I uh, started modeling locally in Atlanta mm -hmm. and my kind of my goal for that was to help pay for um, uh, going to medical school which is what I was hoping to do after college and then um, what happened was I ended up going to New York signing with a New York agency and a lot of times they put models up for um, you know some of the soap operas sure so I ended up getting up on a lot of soaps and took acting class and then I got one so then I didn't go to college, <laughs> <laughs> and I've just done this instead. Wow. Yeah. So that kind of came about it in a, you know, a different way. Well, it doesn't and matter how you got there. At least you're, yeah, you're yeah. doing it now and you love it, right? 
I absolutely love it. And as soon as I started taking class and auditioning for things, I did a lot of commercials also. And I really loved, um, I really, you know, I, I loved it in, in, in a much, it suits me much more than like the modeling. Hmm. Well, you know what I love about the, the most about being an actor and actress, and I've seen it just because of who, you know, the stuff that I've seen, is like, you know, psychiatrists, they get to know people by talking to them, but with an actor or an actress, mm -hmm. they have to physically know that person and become that person from their own perspective mm -hmm. and the perspective of the character. How hard is that to do for you? Is that, is that something that comes naturally? Well, it depends on the part. I mean, you know, there's some things where it's, um, there's some aspects to it that are very, um, immediate mm -hmm. for who I am, and then there's other things that that aren't. You know, um, like in particular, you know, in this in this show, I have never, you know, my children have not dealt with any kind of um, disability like this. Mm -hmm. You know, like this young woman got, and I haven't had. I'm very lucky. I haven't had to deal with that. However, the whole mother daughter relationship and the vibe of what was going on, you know, at home in the scenes, making dinner checking in with her, all of that was was very easy for me. Sure. You know, it's just, it's, you know, that, that aspect was really easy. So it just depends. You know, some things, some things I, I do on a daily basis that, that lend itself to your characters and other things you have to go, okay, this is, you know, definitely an imaginary situation for me, but you can still relate to it. Sure. But you have to do a little bit more uh, research and probably a little bit more homework oh, yeah. on it than, than otherwise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do you love the most about being an actress? Um, I think it's exactly what you just said. Being, being somebody able else? able to kind of broaden your... No, not necessarily that. Um, but also just being able to broaden, you know, your your you know, live vicariously different life experiences mm. and then kind of lend what I've got to them also. Also, from a very practical level, I love being an actor because I love being on set. I love crews. I love figuring out scenes. I love the camaraderie that happens, you know? Sure. I love being directed and making it work. Um... And I, I love trying to interpret the way a writer has written something. Like, if, like sometimes you just don't understand it, and it's not the writer's fault. It's like you just like I'll just have like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I instead of some actors always like, wait, let's change this, let's make this easier, let's let's fix this. And I'm like, no, let's figure out what they meant. And half the time, it's it's it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what's great about being on a soap. Because you don't go changing the line. You figure out a way to make the lines work. Right. And invariably, when you're done with your work that day, you're like, oh, yeah, that made perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, that's why they wrote that. Oh, okay, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a great respect for writers. Oh, I do, too. And, you know, when I've been trying to just transition, because I, I used to do a lot of writing myself, just transitioning from the ability to write a novel to writing a screenplay, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, you know, for people right? to be able to do that, it's completely different. You wouldn't think it is, but it is. 
and you know trying to learn that without really that much experience because I have like these little things in my own head I want to write and I want to make a into a TV show or movie or something like that someday but to learn that format it's tough because you you know as a as a writer you got to tell the emotion you got to you got to set the scenes with everything with every description whereas that you don't have to because right. of the fact that it's going to be shown around you anyways so you know right, it's right, tough right. to do that I have a I have a big profound respect for writers so do I so do I absolutely and directors oh yeah I have a big respect I, I have no desire to do that well, you know, what's great about them is they can see, they have to see the thing before it actually plays out. And they and then you have to try to see what's in their head to make it fit to what their imagination put it out there like. So, I mean, that, that it's it's got to be a really close bond, I would think, between the director and the actress, actors and actresses. Well, there's that, but then there's also that part I can do. That part I, I, I like to do. It's the part of, like... Uh, creating the shots and creating the shots that create the atmosphere and mm-hmm. and all that. Like, Lyndon is, you know, really good at that. And I can't even, I couldn't even imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Susan, what I'm really excited now to talk about is this brand new movie that's coming out because I love Lifetime movies and I got really addicted to them a little while ago. And one of the reasons I get addicted to them... I, I know, and one of the things I got addicted to them was is because a lot of the stuff that you see in these movies can happen in real life, and I think that's uh, what makes yeah. it even more like, oh my God, this could actually happen to me right. or happen to my neighbors. Right. So, right. Um, tell me a little bit about Murdered at Seventeen. Well, like for my, you know, my story of it, um, is like the big story is, you know, this young woman, her friend is murdered. And that plays my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like, did she or did she not murder her friend? And if if not, who did? And um, you know, then you as a as a for me playing it, it was interesting because you know so many times parents are going to defend their children and not think their children can do anything that heinous, right? Right. But then my daughter has you know this um, disability that. You know, it happens. That's exactly what you're just saying. There are people that this happens to. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine, can you imagine, like, living not knowing if you did something really terrible and can't just can't remember it? You know, it would be awful. I guess it's like a blackout, you know. Mm-hmm. But at least then you could say, well, I was, that person was blackout drunk. I mean, she just has this thing where she just can't remember doing horrible things and she gets angry. So then as a parent, you know, you're like, wait a minute, of course my daughter didn't do that. And then it's like, crap, did she? Mm. Right? That's the So twist. I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to play her like totally in denial. Like, of course she didn't do it, honey. Of course not. You know, blah, blah, blah. Because on the inside, you're also kind of thinking, well, God, maybe she did it. You know, we need a plan here. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it's like how far do parents go to protect their kids? And also how horrified can you be at something that your kid does? Yeah. I, you know, it was great. And and I love working with Christine. She's just so easy to work with. I mean, she, what a talented young woman. Well, that's... And our scenes together were 
to me, were very easy to do. Well, I'm sure that helped make for like a like a mother daughter relationship then, because you would think that that type of a of a um, a character interaction would should come easy because you you would be mother daughter yeah. in, in real life. Yeah, in, but in it technical. doesn't always that doesn't always happen. Right. You know, I mean, it's very easy for me to relate to people. Generally, I don't have a you know a difficult time doing so, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, what I noticed with Christine is she just added so much to her dialogue. You know, she just kind of added a lot to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I thought she was fantastic. I really did. Great. And she's so professional. Um, you know, I've said that these, I think these kids coming off of Degrassi and stuff, they're just, they're really professional. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I hear That's you. That's how we are, you know, doing a soap opera. Yeah. Um, you know, you just didn't mess around. You showed up. You did your lines. You knew. You know. You knew your material. It was. It's great. Um, it's a great learning environment. Well, I'll tell you, Degrassi yeah. was a great show. I've seen a lot of it, and you oh know, my god, my kids loved it. They <laughs> loved it. Yes. Obviously not. Obviously not the original. They loved the what was it called? Like Degrassi, the Next Generation. Yeah. Cause like they, I wonder if they'll remember. Yeah, I wonder if they'll remember her from it. They they might they, you know. they might yeah 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 now she's good she's a good actress now the 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 disability that she has I've never actually heard about it but, but when I in, saw intermittent explosive disorder is that what it's called I think so yeah I yeah yeah you know I I had to kind of look I, I I didn't even have a chance to really look it up but I should have. Did you have to look it up and kind of see the qualities of of what that is to understand it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? You get dropped on your head, and then all of a sudden you have this going on. But it's exactly like what you're saying. It happens. Yeah. It's a real, it, you know, that's a, that's the thing that, that is nice about Lifetime. They bring to light things that are happening. Yeah, and it's stuff that we you wouldn't know? technically yeah. think about. You know, I actually yeah. know somebody that had something. It wasn't that exact dis- disability, but they actually hurt somebody or and blacked out. Or they just used it as an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, there's that, yeah. Yeah, they didn't, yeah. Know, they didn't know that they did it. And then when, when they woke okay. up, they were in jail, and and oh. uh, and the other person uh, luckily was was okay. But, you know, they didn't realize that they that they even did the, the deed, and that's a scary thing. I mean, I, for both people. And not on drugs either, right? No, yeah. they weren't on drugs. That's know, a, people can have, I can see how people, yeah, I mean, they do say you, you, you see red, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe when that happens, for some people, they see red and they see nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, I would hate that. I, You know, look, this is not at all the same thing, but. I ran a marathon one time where I quote unquote hit the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what that meant, but I have a really strong feeling that that's what happened to me. And I absolutely, positively do not remember anything between miles number 13 and miles number 24. Wow. And I'm someone who I really remember the experience of things, you know? Sure. Like I'm not so competitive that I'm going for time and I wouldn't notice that pretty building or those little kids getting popsicles or, you know, all those kind of extras, right? Mm -hmm. And it was in New York City and I absolutely do not remember. I remember coming over the the bridge into onto the east side and I remember nothing else until I ran into Central Park. Hmm. And that is a scary feeling. 
I mean, I could I could have done something horrible. <laughs> 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 Who knows what I did, right? Right. I would hate to have that. I would hate to have that. But you know, the bottom line is, you know, this young woman is living her life, and you know, as a parent, you still want your kid to do, you know, to do stuff and be involved in life. But it is, it is scary when, when you know, when she's wondering what happened to her friend. Right. Yeah. So, what do you hope people take away after watching this movie? Uh, obviously, some type of entertainment value. But is there anything anything that you hope that they learn from it, or uh, just well, enjoy? I don't want to give away the plot. Oh yeah, that mo- would give away the plot, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, other than entertainment value, <laughs> uh, what do you do? You, I mean, um, is there something? Is there Look, something? That- I can, I, yes, absolutely. I can say something. I know what I what I cause, you know, besides the besides the um, plot, you right. know, what I was dealing with as a mother and as a you know as a character was this slick, rich guy who's hitting on my daughter. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's really hard when your kids get older and you want them to be independent, and you really can't force them into hanging out with certain people. You know, sure. But I can I can remember saying to my daughter, um, it wasn't about a boy, it was about a, it was about a, girl, a girlfriend that she had, um, you know, a, not a girlfriend, but you know what I mean, a, a friend who was a girl. Right. And uh, and saying, look, I can't keep you from being friends with her because you go to school and you'll see her and blah, 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 but I, I don't need to support the friendship. Mm. So I'm, I'm not taking you over to her house, you know. I'm not letting you go, you know, this, that, and the other. And I think, you know, here's this guy who comes into my daughter's life, and it just seemed a little iffy. Mm. It's like, why was he, you know, why, why was he so interested in her? And the fact that she is vulnerable. She just didn't seem like, I, you know, but, but then also, he also was such a charming guy. So maybe that's the other thing that people can take away. Uh, you know, bad guys don't always look like bad guys, or they wouldn't be able to get away with that. That's true. That is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally true. I mean, most of yeah. the people that actually do some horrible things, like, you know, uh, yeah, swindle you out of stuff, if they looked bad, you wouldn't trust them. And that's probably how they exactly. get away with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember, you know, um, oh, God, what was that movie, the most horrific movie ever for a parent to watch? Oh, Taken. Oh, yeah. You know, look how cute those boys were. They weren't scary boys that hit the girl. They, they, you know, that, that picked them up at the airport and stuff. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I know we're kind of running out of time, uh, but how can people see this particular, or when can people see this particular movie? Um, I believe it's July 8th. Okay, perfect. Right? Yep, yes. and, and I'm, I'm going to tell everybody it is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Perfect. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if there's a change of time zone for the, for it over there, if it's, or if it broadcasts at oh, 8 o'clock yeah. p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, too, which would be a little bit later our time, but we wouldn't know that because we're, Eastern, we're East Coast. But um, I'm pretty Eastern sure, Coast. I guess that they should probably just look at their local listings that I'm sure. Yeah, you know, that happens on Lifetime. So it is the East Coast time. So I'm going to put, yeah, yeah, perfect. So yeah, that's, yeah, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, <laughs> Murder at 17. It's a good one. 
And of course, how can people fo you know follow you if you have any social media, if you have any websites or anything um, else you want to promote? No, I have Twitter. I have Twitter. I do not do a public Instagram. It's great. I don't do a public Instagram. I just do public Twitter, and I'm S. Walters Ashby. All right. Well, Susan, thank you so much for coming on. This has thank been a lot you. of fun. I, I cannot wait to see it. this. Me too. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick, a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more, so don't go anywhere. Do you love horror? The strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. <laughs> Hi, this is Crystal Hunt. I play Alicia Trisk on the new Pure Flix original series, Hilton Head Island. Log on to pureflix.com so you can stream Hilton Head Island and see me along with my mother, played by Don Mills, and my brother, played by Antonio Sabato Jr. Hope you tune in. Hi, this is Jennifer McGill from the new Mickey Mouse Club, also a new recording artist, and you're listening to AME Radio. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have on the line with us our special guest. His name is Blake Burt. And you've seen Blake in Perfect Pitch 2 and a variety of other titles, including both television and the silver screen. And now he appears as Jake Campbell in the new Lifetime movie, airing on June, July 8th. And we are excited to talk to him about this movie, his role, and what he loves the most about his art. So welcome to the show, Blake. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, my man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really glad that you're able to, able to join us today because we are, of course, featuring this new Lifetime movie that's coming out, and uh, we're going to get into all of that in just a few minutes. But first of all, please tell me a little bit about you. How did you become an actor, and what do you like the most about it? So, oddly enough, I was a singer growing up, and one day I was riding down the road with my dad, and we heard this ad on the radio, and it was like, do you want to be an actor? And my dad looked over at me afterwards, and was like, you ever thought about acting, son? And I was like, hmm, seems cool, let's uh, let's do it. So, like, we drove down to New Orleans, and within, like, two weeks, had an agent, and then it just literally started just like that. So I was, like, 17 when all that happened, and ended up booking my first job, like, a month later. I think it was a commercial, and a couple other things, and I realized I fell in love with it, and then ended up turning down a scholarship to college and now i'm in la wow so really it re it wasn't even really you that came up with it, it was your dad that's pretty cool yeah yeah it was my dad's influence he uh 
I think he got some joy out of it too, kind of the whole world of it all. So it made me happy to see my dad happy and my mom happy. That's cool. I mean, it's like your dad had like a little like it's like you were subliminally telling him that you wanted to do this, but yet you technically didn't say it, but he was able to read it and it kind of worked out, which is that's a that's a really kind of neat kind of a neat story. It really shows you how much in tune he is to you. Dude, 100%. My dad was in entertainment back in the day. He was in a thing called FX, and so he lived in that entertainment world, and I know he, uh, I guess he knew that it was within me. <laughs> wow. So, you know, there's so many aspects to acting, and I like to ask this just about every actor I, I talk to because of the fact that I get a different answer, and, I, and it's refreshing to hear. Now, obviously, there's storytelling that goes along with this. It's getting to play a different character. It's getting to try something that you may not understand. Uh, maybe it's cool places. Maybe it's all of it. But what do you love the most about acting? The one thing I love most about acting, hmm, I would probably say it gives me the chance to understand people on a better level because as a kid, I didn't even understand myself yet. And, you know, I got bullied a lot when I was growing up, and I, I didn't understand why I was, necessarily a target to people and I guess through acting when you start to read people you can read other people's actions a lot better and understand them so it kind of gave me a glimpse into the life of the kids that were you know mean to me growing up and it helped me understand maybe maybe it wasn't me maybe it was something that was going on at home with these kids and it allows you to also explore the beautiful side of people and see their best quality which is one of the best things in my opinion about acting and the traveling of course <laughs> You know, anything in the arts is tough. Uh, you know, you, you get a lot of rejection, but you also get a lot of satisfaction with the yeses that you get along the way. And what was it like for you to get that first yes for one of your uh, for one of your your gigs that you were gonna that you were gonna play at one of these roles? What did it make you feel like? I mean, did you have a lot of no's beforehand, or did you just kind of right out the gate get a yes? How did it work for you? So. Weirdly enough, I got I got kind of lucky. I had not done that many auditions, and I found an audition. My dad found an audition on Craigslist. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, he was a little skeptical, but it was for a, a kids' national tour, and I think it was probably my probably in like ninth or tenth audition. So I got a couple no's before that, but um, I ended up booking a national tour, and just hearing somebody say, "Yeah, you're good enough." That was that was the ticket for me. I was like, all right, well, done deal. This is it. This is my life now. <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't the you know the biggest show in the world, but it was something really big to me. And I grew up watching VeggieTales as a kid, so mm -hmm. being able to go on tour with them and that be my first like real big kid job, like touring the United States, it was an incredible feeling. So well, anybody out there that's gotten a lot of knows, a yes is coming. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you definitely have to stand the ground and, and just keep pushing it because, it, it, like I said, it takes it takes a special person to to do, be in the arts because uh, I see in a lot of towns that people get very distracted by no's and and some you know because they want more yeses. Obviously, we do all want more yeses, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it's never going to happen. And I I truly believe that if you're going to be in this in, in any of the arts, you got to just stay dedicated to it, and it will happen, and it will be extremely rewarding when it happens. Am I right? One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. Because when I in two thousand fourteen, that was one of my best. That was probably one of my better years of booking. And I was like, all right, I've got a new manager, I've got an agent. This is good. So I was like, all right, it's time to move to L.A. And I moved out to Los Angeles. And my first year out here, man, it was it was tough. I only booked two short films coming out to Los Angeles my first year after having booked like 
uh, you know, two big, big movies, going on tour, a national commercial, and then going straight to nothing, really. Mm. You know, it, it is up and down all the time, but it's just, do you love it? Because you got to love the downtime, just like you got to love it when you're up, you know? That's true. And then because of that determination, you were able to land a role in Murder at 17, which is a really cool stuff. Uh, I love, I, you know, I got really addicted to Lifetime dramas along the way because they have a realistic tone to it that's scary. And I think that's what makes it better than a slasher movie or something like that. These horror films, you know, because you know it's fake. But this stuff can really happen in real life. And I think that's what puts a little bit in a, in a more perspective, like, man, this could happen to me. Uh, so that's kind of what got me addicted to it. Uh, what do you like the most about Lifetime movies yourself? Well, I grew up watching them, oddly enough, with my grandmother and my mom, because we would always drive down to my grandmother's house, and we would get there, and we would get a Diet Coke, and then we would turn on Lifetime. And I remember watching one movie when I was a kid, and I think I was probably like 13, maybe maybe 14 years old, and my grandmother looked over, she's like, I just... I just love these movies. And I guess since my grandmother said it, that all of a sudden I was like, wow, I love these movies. <laughs> so I just started watching it with my mom and my grandma. That's cool. And now you get to be in one. So, I mean, it, that's yeah. got to be something special for them, too. Oh, 100%. So let's talk a little bit about Murdered at 17. I don't want you to give anything away because, you know, we want to keep them on the edge. We want to keep them watching. But, of course, briefly, what is the what is the plot about or the story about in this particular movie, from your perspective. So, my character, Jake Kim Polly, is a little bit of a tormented soul. He had a rough upbringing, and he finally, I guess, thinks that he finds his saving grace in this girl who doesn't necessarily know if he's the right one, but uh, I just know I'm going to say something. I'm, I know I'm going to say something I'm not supposed to. Well, obviously, you could take from that and go and go into uh, what the movie's about, and uh, I mean the title, so we can kind of get an idea what's what's going what's happening here. So, um, tell us a little bit about your character then. Um, what what drew you to want to play this particular character? So, about a year and a half ago, I was sitting down thinking of like you know what character do I want to play the most, and I've always played like the bully or the jock or something like that. And I was sitting down and I was like, man, I really want to play somebody who's like really tormented. Just a horrible, horrible, twisted mind. I would love to explore that because I've always I've always loved murder mystery. So when I first got the audition, I was like, oh, man, this is sick. This guy's messed up. This will be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, this will get me, this will allow me to explore a whole other part of my life that I would have never explored otherwise. Was it difficult for you to, to adapt to some of the roles? Because obviously there's got to be some characteristics about this guy that do, does, does not fit you. Otherwise, you'd be in the same position he, would, he is in. Um, was it hard to learn those particular situations? And did you have somebody help you get, to the, get through that so you could play this character uh, to, the, to the best you can? I did. I had a couple friends and my lovely girlfriend helped me out while I was studying. We um, we would spend probably, she's actually right beside me, how many hours do you think we spent on this a day? About nine? <laughs> yeah, we probably spent about nine or ten hours a day studying over this because I, I really wanted it. And 
I would stay up to like two in the morning not sleeping, and I think I drove myself a little crazy over trying to understand this kid. As much as he was crazy, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is kind of weird. I'm going nuts, y'all. So, the, so the, the, the lack of sleep helped too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we stayed down. We had a little studio room at our apartment complex at the time, and it was a really dark, black-curtained room. So it made me, I guess I like, I like to seclude myself like that for some of these auditions because the silence and the darkness really fit Jake in a, in a way. Because I feel like he lived in silence because he was lonely. And the darkness that was in his heart, I mean, it was a perfect combination to study in that atmosphere. And it, it will take its toll on you, man. You start to think, like, wow, because this stuff, like, people people really think like this. This is this is just sad. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was a, little difficult, a little difficult to connect at first. And then, I guess, growing with him and understanding him, he was just really hurt, man. That poor guy, he's just really, really hurt. So you can kind of sympathize with them too. I mean, even the even the bad people, you know, when you kind of get an idea of where they come from, and they know they think that what they're doing is right, but technically it's not. It kind of makes them a little bit more human, and sometimes you feel some sympathy towards that. Did you feel any sympathy towards the character? Like you really wish that people understood him a little bit more. I did. Um, I think just because not necessarily to this extreme, but you know, there were some kids in my hometown who were really, really, really rough home life and I'm sure it's, you know it's like that in every single city no matter where you're at but these kids would they, they were just misunderstood you know they, the actions that they made didn't depict who they really were at heart it's it's driven by extreme emotion you know and when you don't have the support there and you don't have the love coming from a family member or a spouse or anything like that you tend to get lost and you don't know where to go so you get lost in your own thoughts, and that darkness that's within you starts to just rise up even more, and it can overtake you. It's just you got to understand how to be strong and fight it. And unfortunately, in the beginning, I don't think Jake understands it. Mm-hmm. So did you learn anything from playing this character? Yes, I learned that I need to be really, really appreciative of the people that I have in my life. Because when you take something for granted, you need to sit back and reflect. You need to reflect on everything you've got because there's a lot of people out there that have a lot worse things happening to them than us. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'm, I walk out and I'm like, gosh, somebody bumped into my car door with a buggy. And I'm like, ugh, worst part of my day. When in reality, there could be somebody sitting at home whose parents are beating them or something a lot worse, you know? And it's like, God, like, why am I complaining about this? smallest part of my day right now looking at a character obviously it's really dark there's always something good inside somebody you just got to find it did you find something good inside your character i did i can tell that he's passionate he does have a passion within him he has a passion for a girl mm-hmm. brooke and the fact that he has enough love in his heart to confess it there's something good deep down in there, and I think it just needs to be awoken or awakened. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but you get what I'm saying. I do. <laughs> now, you actually got to be on set with uh, Susan, who we talked to earlier, and Christine. Uh, tell us a little bit about your working relationship with them, and did they make it easier to play this role for you? They did, because they were very in touch with their character. They really understood it, and they were very 
prepared and they were very kind on and off set, which makes for a great work atmosphere because sometimes, you know, people like to have their space and other times people like to talk a little too much, but it was a perfect balance with them. They were lovely people and we all had a blast. You know, tell us a little bit about the onset uh, mannerisms because you know what? I always know that there's, there's always the one that just, you know, constantly... Just it's work, 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 and nothing else. Then you got the practical joker that gets that type of person really upset, but it's really funny because it kind of breaks up the stuff. Uh, who is the practical joker on your set? Uh, I would probably say me. You? I was definitely the jokester on set, 100%. But there wasn't anybody who was like super, super street, like don't talk to me. Everybody was so accepting of everyone. Everybody loved each other. It was a, it was a big family, man, and that's. That's something I was really happy to see because I was flying out of the out of the country, you know. So I was, you never know what you're getting into. So when I got there and I met as the whole cast, and then you know Steve and Pierre and Christine and all of them, I was like, wow, this really is just a giant family. This is cool. All right, I'm good. <laughs> so, um, what what do you hope that people take from watching this movie? Is it entertainment value? Is there a lesson that they can learn from it? Uh, what 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 do you hope that they get from this particular show? Hmm. I think people need to be aware, and they need to be understanding, and they need to be caring, loving, kind, and helpful. Because a lot of kids are very misunderstood, especially in their teenage years. They're very misunderstood, and it's up to the people that are enlightened, and it's up to the parents make sure that they're there for their kids 100%. I think this, this story will be a great lesson for parents out there to make sure that they're giving their children the love that they need, and I think it'll be a good lesson to the teens out there to be understanding of their peers and try to help in whatever way that they can. Now, like I said before, um, you know, one of the things I like about, you know, Lifetime movies is generally, in the most part, I mean, they're based on some truth, but you know, they um, they can really happen in real life. Do you think, is this something, after seeing the plot, seeing how everything ends, could this happen in real life? Oh, 100%. 100%. Hmm. So that, so it may, do you know if there's any base on truth part of this? I mean, sometimes they, they, they tell it like at the beginning of the show, it's, you know, this is based on true, true events. Was that, was that one of the things that went into the writing in this particular show, or you don't know? I can't remember. I, I that wasn't necessarily disclosed to me. I'm not entirely sure, but like I said, I could definitely see it happen. If they were to be like, "Yeah, this is definitely based on true events," I'd be like, "Oh, well, that doesn't that doesn't shock me." <laughs> but as of right now, no, I have I have no idea. Well, Blake, we're just about out of time here, so please uh, tell us one of the things that I know that is very popular among um among these, uh, you know, Lifetime movies is that the actors sometimes do live tweeting. Are you going to be doing any live tweeting? I will be doing live tweeting the premiere of the movie, which is on July 8th at 8 p.m. And also, I talked about the book for Murdered at 17, along with Missing at 17 and Pregnant at 17, will be coming out tomorrow for sale. And they're also holding a sweepstakes with Harper Teens and Epic Reads. And they're doing the sweepstakes where you can actually win a prize pack with all the cakes and some other cool stuff. Hmm, interesting. 
So that's that'll give somebody else something to look about, look look at towards. And you know what I love about that is that you can see the movie, you can read the book, you can kind of see how closely re related they are. Because sometimes you you re you read the book and it's nothing like the movie. Sometimes you watch the movie and it's exactly like the book. Uh, so it kind of gives you the the chance to to see both sides in case they miss something. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. And one last thing I wanted to say for every person that buys the book, please post a picture with it and send it to me and if you're a and to break in or anything like that and you ever have a question please feel free to dm me and i'll try my best to help all right well blake one more time how can they follow you and of course your twitter handle one more time so my instagram and twitter handle are bert.blake1 that's b-u-r-t dot b-l-a-k-e and then the number one all right. Well, Blake, thank you for coming on, being a great guest. I had a great time with you, and I wish you all the best. I cannot wait to see this movie. And, of course, if people cannot see it for some reason, DVR it because you're, you're not going to want to miss this. And, again, it is July 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Lifetime, movie, uh, on Lifetime Networks. And please check out your local listings because it may differ depending on what um, time zone you're in. So welcome. Uh, thank you again, Blake, for coming on. I had a blast. Hopefully we'll be able to get you on with uh, more projects you have coming up in the future. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, man. You're welcome. All right, guys, let's go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll, be, uh, we'll have more, so don't go anywhere. Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop at Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Hey everybody, this is Jason and I have something I want to talk to you guys about. Last year, as you know, somebody in my family suffered a stroke. These things come on unannounced and it can cost you your life. Why? Because it's usually from high blood pressure or clots and you don't know you have these problems because it generally has no symptoms. One way to ensure that you don't have high blood pressure is to test it regularly. But who has the time to do it? You have to sit down, strap a blood pressure cuff on and take the test. And they are bulky and hard to travel with. Now there's a product called Hilo LX. The stylish piece of technology not only looks good, but it tests your vitals all the time on demand. Check your blood pressure, see how many steps you've done, see your heart rate, see how much sleep you get, how many calories you burn. It checks it all while you do what you want to do. Then you can check the results right on an app on your phone. I bought it for my family members, and you should too. To get yours, go to amemagazine.worldgn.com and get it, or any of their stylish accessories. In doing so, you'll invest in your health and help the AME experience get our word out and be the voice of artists everywhere. So what are you waiting for? That address again is amemagazine.worldgn.com. Your time hasn't come yet, baby. 
got a lot of dreams to go. Your time hasn't come yet, baby. Hey guys, it's Jason Dowd, and I got a special announcement for you. You know, it's hard to believe, but 2018 marks the 50th anniversary of Elvis Presley's Speedway. Co-star Victoria Page Meyerink will be making personal appearances throughout the year, sharing her memories of Elvis. Visit Meyerink.com, that's M-E-Y-E-R-I-N-K.com to find out where or to host a screening or Speedway event of your own with Victoria. She's going to be bringing candid, special behind-the-scenes memories of working with Elvis. Again, to find out how you can have your own personal screening or Speedway event with Victoria, just go to Meyerink.com. M-E-Y-E-R-I-N-K dot com. The little boy next door who only makes you sore is going to someday turn your head right Hey, this is Marshall Hilton. You're listening to AME Radio with your host, Jason. Kick butt, Jason. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're about ready to close it out. I hope that you had a great time with our guests today because I know they love talking about this movie. They love talking about their career, and I hope that they inspired you to follow your dreams and also to go check out this brand-new movie, Murdered at 17, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. on Lifetime. So, before we go, there's been something that's kind of stuck on my mind, and I don't know what it is, but from 2009 to 2012, things were a little bit different around my house, and I don't know what changed. The only thing that I know is that during that time I was really productive with artwork and I I was so excited to get out there and and create new things. And since then it seems like it's like all I'm able to do is work and I'm not actually able to get out and do some of my own artwork that I love to do so much. The galleries have closed down and I was showing up with a lot of different galleries around the Tampa Bay area, the Tarpon Springs area and, and stuff like that. And a couple of new things were happening in my life, too, during that time. Now, of course, those new things are still a part of my life. It was when we got my new house here. and um, But unfortunately, those places closed down, and it seems like I'm working all the time. And I don't have time to get out there and create the artwork that I used to do. And I'm missing that time of my life. And I've been finding myself going back and listening to the YouTube videos of some songs that I used to listen to while I was working back then. Um it brings back some type of spark, but not a lot. And I'm reaching desperately to get back to that creative moment that I had. There was something special about it. And this is why I'm constantly saying that we need to take time for ourselves on the weekends, and we need to, we need to take time for ourselves, too. We can't constantly work, because you lose all of, that, um, all of that, that stuff that's inside of you, that energy. And... Um, it's important to get it back. And once you lose it, it's very hard to get it back. And that's what I've been finding. It doesn't necessarily mean that everything's bad now. In fact, some amazing things have happened to me along the way. And some things are starting to kind of you know, go full circle now. So it's like things have changed a little bit, but I'm starting to kind of relive back in those days. It's just I'm not doing my artwork like I used to. So what do you do to fix that? 
That's what I'm trying to get through to my head. What do I need to do to fix that? Do I need to listen to songs? Do I need to go back to things that remind me of those times? Or is it just something that's, that I may never get back? I don't know. If you happen to know, though, please let me know of some ideas that I can do to try to get back to the way I used to be. And um, you can do that by going on and emailing us or whatever it may be. So, uh, that's about all I got for today, really. Uh, if you like what you heard on the show, we got lots of stuff like this. We're constantly bringing in celebrities. We're bringing in some passionate people about the arts uh, from all facets of art, too. You don't have to necessarily be in art, music, or entertainment. You can be in culinary arts and authors and all kinds of stuff. We love talking to you and getting your work out there. Remember, artwork is not loved unless it's able to be seen by somebody. So we're going to encourage you to do that. And if you have something that you want to show the world, we want to get you on here. And if you missed anything and you like what you heard, go to our website, www.theamemagazine.com. You can check out any of the links we have up there for our television show, radio show, or magazine. Everything's archived, so if you miss something, it's up there. If you want to see what we have coming up, it's up there as well. While you're there, you can see all the links to our social media networks. We encourage you to join that and be a part of that conversation there. And you can download our apps for our Apple and Android platforms anytime you want, completely free. And it's a cool way to keep in touch with us, too. So that's what we have going on up there. And if you want to see the show again, you know, we're here every single solitary week. We have two shows per week. We have two different guests per show. So here is how you can find us again next week if you want to tune in, and we hope you will. All you have to do is go to amfm247.com every every Friday at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time and every Saturday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can find us on two different uh, two different guests per show there, and they're on 11 AM FM stations through that network as well. You can also find us at WKLAP every uh, Friday Friday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every Saturday at five at seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, two different guests per show on that. You can also find us on Radio Love. That's RadioLUV.com every single solitary Saturday night at 9 p.m. And we are very excited to be a part of all those platforms. We're also on phoenixbroadcasting.com. It's an internet-based station. You can check us out there. You can also get us on iTunes and iHeart On Demand. And uh, if you can get the links on our website. If you just want to go check it out directly, you go to the search engine, type in AME Radio Show, and it should populate. And what's cool about these two places is you'll get the show before anybody else. You can also see everything archived on our on our, uh, on our website underneath the specific guest or show. So that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you again for joining us. Hope you had a great 4th of July. Stay safe. We will see you again next week. Keep those creative juices flowing. Good night, everybody. That's the end. We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.